Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. This is SENZ Mornings with Ian Smith. No, Smithy, he is on the uh, road uh, for the World Cup coverage, of course, with Sky. But uh, I'm, I'm sitting in for him and joining us uh, actually to talk about the Cricket World Cup is the coach of the Australian team, Matthew Mott. G'day, Matthew. How are you doing? G'day, Ricardo. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good. How's Wellington treating you? Yeah, a lot better, mate. Thank you. Today looks very nice out there. We've got a, a session on today and... Um yeah, the wind has dropped nicely. It looks quite serene out there on the harbour at the moment. So uh, looking forward to a great day. Oh, mate, you, you know what they say, you can't beat Wellington on a good day. <laughs> yeah, well, today's a good day. So that, that's good. And you know, hopefully for the game, it, it, it's nice like this as well. I think it's, uh, it's set up well. It's been a, an amazing tournament. Um, certainly as a, as a coach, it's been, it's been a great one to watch. But as a as a fan, I don't think you can ask for much more. No, I think you're right, you know, and, and to be fair, coming into this tournament, I looked at it and I went, well, Australia are obviously going to be a semi-finalist, probably England, uh, and the way that the White Ferns were tracking, I thought they'd be there or thereabouts, and then it was going to be maybe one of India or, or South Africa, uh, but certainly did not see the, the Windies popping their heads up like they have done, or South Africa going as well as they have done it. And even the Bangladeshis and the Pakistanis, who who haven't maybe had the greatest tournaments, they've they've certainly not been easy beats. They've caused everybody a problem or two, haven't they? It feels like the the women's game overall has gone up another level. Yeah, it has, and I think that's probably the most pleasing thing from a, a worldwide perspective is that those teams have come in and, as you said, competed really well. They they certainly had us in trouble the other day, uh, Bangladesh, and we had to fight our way out of it. And I think that's great for the competition. There's no that there's no easy games and. Um, yeah, I'm disappointed for the, for the Kiwi girls. I think um, yeah, we, we've got a pretty close bond with them. We've played them a lot over the years. And, um, yeah, it's disappointing, I think, um, coming into the tournament. Obviously, there's a lot of expectation. We knew about that from our own experience. And, uh, yeah, it's disappointing for them that they, they couldn't get there. But the West Indies, um, they're, they're a dangerous team. I think um, they won some close games at the start of the tournament. Um, and we, we certainly got a, a big game in front of us. They're dynamic. They, they're great. They're a great fielding unit. They put pressure on you in the field, and uh, they got match winners with bat and ball. So it's, it's going to be an, an epic semi-final. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. I mean, how important is it for you to knock off uh, Dotton and Matthews early? Because the bulk of their runs have come from there, haven't they? Right at the top. Yeah, they're definitely. Um, you know, they come out hard in the power play, and we knew that when we played them here. So. You know, our mantra is to try and take early wickets, so that fits in well with us. But um, we're sort of almost as a bowling unit, got to brace ourselves that if they do get off to a, to a fly, we just need to keep our composure and you know, try some alternate plans. We've, you know, we've got some different plans that we can sort of uh, limit their, their scoring ability. So that, that's going to be key is 
is how we um, how we deal if there's a, there is an onslaught at the top. And yeah, you know, they do bat well all the way through. They, you know, the captain's a great batter. Hayley Matthews is obviously someone who can anchor the whole inning. But you know, Dotton, um, she, she just comes out hard, and if she's on, she's on. You'd, you'd better you better be ready. Yeah, and I guess I mean from your point of view, you've had a a few opportunities to chase reasonably big totals, haven't you? I mean, you chased uh, I think well against South Africa, and you chased well against India as well. Yeah, I think that's it's probably been a thing in the, in the female game that I've noticed over my time in it is that teams are, are happy to chase. I think it takes out one variable where you, you know you, the actual score you're after. So we don't tend to, to bother too much about that. I, I think the you know the conditions definitely play a part on what you should do. Whether you're, you're on a fresh wicket or a used wicket, you, you take all those things in the calculations. But a lot of teams do like to chase just because. You know they, they know the run rate required. They can stick around that and then and then put the foot down when they need it. But uh, yeah, whatever we do first, um, you know tomorrow we'll have to have to do it really well. And um, we do know these conditions. We've spent a, a lot of time here now, and uh, we're braced for everything. If, if it's heavy winds, we've got we've got the bowlers who can can bowl into it. And if it's a nice day like today, it'll be it'll be great for everyone. Uh, of course, the million dollar question is Elise Perry, mate. How's how's she recovering from those back spasms? Yeah, slowly, unfortunately. Um, you know, it's one of those things, uh, you know, our, our medical team are working around the clock to try and get her right. But, um, you know, as days go past, we, we need to see more and more improvement. She, you know, she's a, she's a great player for us, but she'll need to, it's one of those things you can't, with a back injury, you, you can't sort of go in and, and not be close to 100%. So we'll be really smart around that. Her, her communication on how she's feeling is, is paramount to all the, the decision making. So, um, it's a big, it's a big day ahead, I guess. We'll see how she wakes up this morning. She no doubt do a full session um, and, and see what she can do at training today. Yeah, I mean, in terms of what you do, you've got a, you know, a World Cup semi-final um, coming up. Uh, so with Elise, if she doesn't play, given that she, you know, bats four, opens the bowling, is that a juggling act for you? Because it feels like you, you maybe need to change a couple of things just to cover her. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt when you when you try and replace a world class all rounder who who could hold their spot as a batter or a bowler in your team, it's going to leave a void somewhere. So uh, that's just about that balance. We'll either feel half a bowler short or half a batter short because she's such a dominant performer. You know, she she averages fifty with a bat in one day cricket, and that is hard to replace. Um, but what we do have is a lot of depth. We have a lot of all rounders, um, and we just have to mix and match and and, and try and. Fill the void as best we can. We, we, we won't f- totally uh, fulfil it because she's an experienced player in our group as well. Um, but we do feel like we'll, we'll go close to being able to, you know, plug plug the gaps that that will be there. That um, yeah, we have done over time as well. We've we've been able to win games when Elise hasn't played, um, but we certainly love her in our team. Yeah, she reminds me. I don't know if this is uh, too far off the mark, but reminds me a little bit in terms of what she offers a team of Jacques Callas at his at his height with South Africa. You know. I think there's so many similarities. Um, yeah, and it, it seems funny saying this while she's injured, but her durability over 15 years has been incredible. She hasn't missed many games for Australia. Consistent performer. Uh, you know, you can build, uh, you know, a team around her, her sort of consistency, I guess, whether that be with the bat where she, you know, puts five tries on a wicket. Uh, she reads the game well and has got power at the back end. And, and then with the ball, she, she's in a, a noted wicket taker in that power play really well through the middle for us as well. So, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of things that I, I would relate back to Jack Callis in that in that yeah, consistency over over a very long period of time. And um, 
you know, she'll go down as one of the greats of the game, and um, you know, she's still got plenty more cricket left in her. Yeah, yeah, he's hoping that she can get right for the uh, ahead of the uh, final, at least, if not the semi-final, mate. I mean, on that front, is it just a matter of going? Look, you know, I've got to put my faith in someone to do the same job she does, or do you have to change the makeup of the eleven a little bit to try and cover it? Uh, well, I think we've probably showed our hand a little bit in the last game with, with what we did there. I think uh, you know, someone like Annabelle Sutherland, who was missing out earlier in the tournament, um, she is hitting the ball as well as anyone in the nets, and it's quite scary in the nets yesterday how hard she's hitting the ball. Uh, albeit she'll play a different role. Um, Beth Mooney, obviously. Probably gets more opportunity, goes up a little bit higher, and she's she's one of the best players in the world at the moment. So, you know, as one door closes, it opens up other opportunities for other players. And you know, we we said from the moment we set foot on the shore that it was going to take a squad, you know, you know to compete in this World Cup. And you know, you, you're always going to pick up injuries, um, you know, and all players out of form. So things change. We've used a, a majority of our squad, which has been a blessing. And and even with our batting at times, we probably haven't nailed down, um, you know, the big scores consistently that we've liked. But the, the flip side of that is it's given opportunity to everyone to, to, to be able to form and, uh, you know, little partnerships here and there. So everyone goes in with some cricket under their belt, which is, is, is absolute gold going in the semi-final. Yeah, fantastic, mate. That is, uh, I, you know, it's worth its weight in gold, isn't it? Uh, having everybody ready to go uh, with some cricket under their belts. Uh, in terms of... Uh, from a, I guess, from a coaching point of view, you've watched every team at this tournament. Who's, I don't know if the, the right word has surprised you, but maybe who's impressed you the most that you, you didn't expect uh, as much from? Uh, good question. Oh, well, yeah, I've always, I'll probably flip that around and say, um, people are surprised that South Africa. I think South Africa have been a very, very good team for a long time. And, uh, yeah, they've got absolute guns throughout their, their team. They've, they've managed to win some tight games as well, which is, has been excellent. Um, you know, England, I guess, we're, we're probably out of sorts a little bit after the Ashes and, um, you know, they're coming in the tournament. They've had a close loss to us and then, you know, went through a, a real tough time for a couple of games. So they're always going to... I suppose a lot of people probably wrote them off. Um, so the surprise that they've come back in is, is probably more than anything. And um, it's all about getting to the semi-final. So what, what's done in the round, whether you've gone through like we have, um, or you've gone through like England, it counts for nothing in the semi-finals. So uh, they're, they're probably the ones that have surprised most people. Yeah, and in terms of the, the White Ferns, I know we touched on them earlier, but, I mean, you guys had that uh, that pre-tournament match where uh, the, the White Ferns chased down 326, lost one wicket, and had seven overs up up, up their sleeves. And I know it wasn't a, a strictly 50-over international rules game. There was a, there was a bit of uh, movement with players and things. But, I mean, at the end of that, as a coach, you look at that and think, the hell happened there? How did that happen? And then how does that team not go on and be dominant in the tournament as well? Yeah, I suppose it's been sort of the way of the tournament. I think um, yeah, it would have been, uh, you know, if you're a betting person, it would have been a nightmare to try and pick the results. I think everyone has their preconceived ideas on who's tough teams, but you sort of match up differently against different teams. And some teams you struggle against um, that other people can't see that and other teams you do well against. And, you know, it was just, I suppose, they got caught in the middle there. I got no doubt that getting out in front and winning your first couple of games makes a big difference in a tournament like, like this. It, uh, it relaxes the dressing room, relaxes the squad, and you can actually start to play some cricket. Um, you know, our, our campaign could have been very different if we lost that first game against England. Uh, and they lost a couple of tight games at the start in New Zealand and you know, played um, catch-up all the way through. And 
playing at home, it, it's added pressure. There's no doubt about that. So that expectation to try and get into the finals, um, it, it plays on your mind as a, as a group. And yeah, I, I think they're definitely good enough to be there. I think they've got unbelievable playing strength. Um, they scrap well for each other. Uh, good fielding, you know, all, all the things that you want in your team that they've got. Uh, it just wasn't, unfortunately, their tournament. No, it hasn't been, unfortunately, for them. Um, but uh, you're going very well for you, Matthew Mott, with us, the coach of the Australian team at the Cricket World Cup. Matthew, you've been coaching this team now since 2015. Um, what are your plans? I know you've coached, uh, you know, at Glamorgan in the men's game uh, in New South Wales as well. I mean, um, how much more do you think you've got to achieve here? And, and what would you like to do after this if there, if you've gone that far in your thoughts? Yeah, I, I often get asked that. I think it's around that mark, uh, you know, six, seven years where you start to assess what you what you want to do. And, um, you know, I, I've got some great people in and around me who I trust, uh, certainly Ray Chains and Meg Lanning and uh, Shelley Nitsch and, and Ben Sawyer, the coaching staff. And um, you know, I, I suppose it's just picking the right time to leave. You can't do the job forever. Uh, I absolutely love what I do every day. I think we're in a real sweet spot as a <clears throat> part of me as a as a as a support staff and playing group. So there's certainly no rush to do anything different at the moment. But I, I know there's a finite amount of time as a coach when you can work with a team, but. I suppose the one thing that we have done is we've transitioned a lot of young players in in the last couple of years. So I feel like um, there's still a there's still a role to play, and um, as long as my voice isn't getting stale, and, and I will lean on all those people uh, if it if it if it starts to. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't think that far ahead. I, I never really have to be honest. I, I just try and enjoy what I'm doing. Uh, if an opportunity comes up in the future, you, you know you reassess it. You talk with family. But uh, right here, right now, I'm, you know, I've got pretty big things in front of us. We've got a semi-final and hopefully a final, and you know, a Commonwealth Games not too far around the corner as well. So there's plenty keeping me uh, occupied at the moment. Yeah, plenty to play for, that's for sure, mate. Uh, yeah, before we let you go, of course, um, on the men's side of things, the Black Caps have got a series coming up against the Dutch. Uh, you played for as well on international cricket. There's uh, a few Kiwis and a few Aussies always running around in that Dutch team. I know Pete Borens over here is part of the, the coaching group who you will have known, who was a former Dutch captain, mate. Uh, what was that experience like for you playing international cricket? And what is cricket like in Holland? Yeah, I, I absolutely love my time in Holland. I um, I played a lot of league cricket in England, and um, I was getting towards the end of my first class career, and uh, an opportunity came up there. And, and in many ways, it shaped what I'm doing today. I, I think uh, the Netherlands have got a great way about um, when you go over there as a professional, you actually have to coach, and you have to coach all the way through the club, whether it be the juniors, the women's team, whatever. You you are the head coach, and you coach throughout. And I think it's a great system for that for developing players. Um, I, I had a season there. I was meant to go back, but took the role of New South Wales. But um, I absolutely love my time uh, in Holland. And great people, very passionate about the game. You know, highly emotional people that really invest in it. Uh, and you can really feed off that energy. I only played a couple of games. I I was uh, drafted in uh, to, to play a couple of games in the the old PNG Championship back then, um, but what I was proud of was I, I I wasn't a noted bowler and I took a couple of wickets, so it made my um, international bowling average look pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the numbers, mate. It's all about the numbers. You you, you yeah. like you like the Dutch uh, the Dutch Ross Taylor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, they, I'm, that's so good that they're touring here. I'm um, very good mates with Ryan Campbell as well. He's done a lot over there in the last few years and. Uh, yeah, no, I wish them well. It should be should be a great experience for all of them. Uh, and and their cricket is, you know, it's crying out for for those sort of opportunities.
Thanks very much for coming on, uh, Matthew. I know you've got a lot on your plate, mate. Best of luck ahead of that semi-final with the Windies as well. Uh, really appreciate your time. Go well and enjoy the rest of your time in, uh, in New Zealand for the, for the World Cup. Thanks a lot, Ricardo. Take care, mate. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.